Hi, one of the hardest lessons I've recently learned, and it shouldn't have been a hard lesson, it should have been an easy one because all the flags were there, all the signs were there, but we get so engrossed and involved in our day-to-day rituals in life that we miss it, but self-care is one of the most important things or the most important gifts that you can give yourself. Uh, Self-care is where you focus on your health, your mindset, your peace, uh, your inner strength, your love for yourself. Self-care is a top priority. It's not an option for your life because if you don't do self-care, your body will send out alerts and all kinds of flags to let you know that if you continue down the road that you're going or you continue the behavior that you're in or you continue to miss the signs that this is going to cost you in the long run. So I've learned that my self-care needs to be pushed up on my list of priorities for my life. Uh, because I ignore the flags um, uh, of neglecting myself, putting everybody before me, um, carrying the load and the stresses of life, life upon my own shoulders. It became so heavy and weighted in my life that it started to trickle down into my body and it started showing up in my health. So I went through a phase of my blood pressure going sky high. One of these sessions, I'm going to be able to have a podcast without this dog barking because somebody done passed by. But I guess that's her way of self-caring for her owner by letting me know that she's not going to let anybody just come in or walk by without alerting me and letting me know. But anyway, that's a whole different sidebar. But back to um, self-care and how it can affect you in uh, your spiritual growth, your emotional state, your mental stability, if you're not sharp. So for me, I ignore the signs for the longest because when you have um, operated and walked in the posture of being strength and being strong, not um, feeling like you can talk to anybody about what, what what's going on in your life, because for me, My dad was my source. He was my person. He was the person that I can pick up the phone. It didn't matter what time of day, what what he was doing. He would always stop to listen to what I was going through. And he always had a word of encouragement for me. And so now that he's, you know, gone on to be with the Lord, he's gone on, he's resting in peace that I haven't had that. So what I've been doing is uh, carrying a lot of that uh, upon my own shoulders, carrying a lot of that, um, keeping it to myself. Because when you are 
the epitome of strength for other people or you are a caregiver or you a person that everybody comes to four words of encouragement like I did with my dad. You don't get a window of space to be able to release what you're carrying or what you're going through. And even if you get an opportunity to start it, you don't get a chance to finish because now the conversation uh turns into what's going on with that person. So you suppress and you push your issues down some more so you can be there for other people. And I know one of the important things about self-care is that you put yourself first. Uh, Oftentimes we think that we're being selfish. Uh, We're feeling like we're being neglectful or we're not a good friend or we're not a good a listener for other people if we put the needs of ourselves first but um, how can you strengthen someone else if you're weak if you're uh, in a place where you need a word of encouragement or you need to be uplifted and what you do is deplete yourself you empty out yourself by giving to others and then when the trauma and the pain comes your way you have no fight left so one of the most important things about self-care is putting yourself first and so I didn't do that and because I didn't do that then I suppressed a lot of my stress that I was going through with the separation uh, what was going on in the lives of my children what was going on in the lives of my siblings and my family and I'm shouldering shouldering all of this stress and now it becomes weight in my spirit it becomes weight in my body Uh, then it starts showing up in uh, symptoms and I always say one of my best sayings for myself is if you don't deal with your root we will deal with your symptoms and if your root being your source of your pain the source of your uh, heaviness your depression your stress or whatever you may label it or call it But the stress part of it now takes over. And so now you start uh, exhibiting symptoms. My symptoms was high blood pressure, Uh, my sugar being uh, elevated, uh, getting stress, tension, headaches, uh, aches and pains in my body to the point where I was having back spasms and uh, my back was locking up on me. My Everything was hurting from my shoulder to my hips. And we have a tendency of not understanding that trauma stores itself in our muscles. Uh, trauma and pain stores itself in our bodies. And if you don't have a resource or a method of releasing that pain, that energy has to be stored somewhere. And so it shows up, like I said, in symptom areas of high blood pressure. Um, I'm a stress eater, so I was eating, um, trying to eat my problems away, uh, trying to use food as a source of comfort and um, holding back my tears, man, because um, I refused to give over, so I thought, uh, to the enemy, as I called it. I I refused to let what I was going through uh, consume me to the point that I would give it uh, space or energy or feel like I would even wanna waste a tear, but tears is a cleansing of the body tears is a way of releasing stress uh it's a way to um get things out so i should have cried 
I should have had some ugly cries. <laughs> I should have had um, the Viola Davis type cries in my life. But because we have been taught as women that you keep it moving, you keep going, you don't let anybody see you break, you don't let anybody see you have a moment of weakness, uh, let alone let another sister know that you're struggling or going through. And then it's times where I was being asked, are you okay? Are you all, all right? And my response would be, yeah. But I was towed up and messed up on the inside, man. I was broken. I, I was hurt. I was damaged. I had so many questions of why, because you feel like you're faithful in your relationship. You feel like you've given everything that you've got to you didn't have anything left. And you expect people to reciprocate that. But you have to understand that what you give um, people don't always give back and you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with how you are designed and how you are created and how God has, um, you know, really invested in, in, and put things in you. So I have a caregiver's heart. I have the mentality that I want to save those. I want to, um, be a place of encouragement, a place of rest and peace for other people. But I was neglecting to start with myself. And so because of that, I was neglecting my self-care and in neglecting my self-care, I was, um, starting to deteriorate in my body. And so it wasn't until um, recently, let's say less than three weeks ago, that I got one of those eye-opening doctor's appointments where she had to let me know that, look, sis, the route that you're going is not a good one, and that's not a good combination to have high blood pressure, um, be stressed out, um, dealing with your sugar fluctuating the way that it is. And and um, she said to me that, you know, the eating part of uh, it, that's psychological. That's something that you're going to have to work on. That's something that you're going to have to clear your plate on, but you got to get this blood pressure under control. You have got to get your sugar uh, under control and you've got to figure out how you can get some of this stuff off your plate, how you can, um, you know, alleviate your areas of stress. And one thing that you can start doing is when you're feeling stressed, instead of eating, go for a walk or instead of um, uh, suppressing it, just find you some quiet space and meditate. Uh, but the main thing was I had to start looking at my lifestyle. I had to look at why was I self uh, self sabotaging myself why was i abusing my body the way that i was why was i taking on all of this this stuff because you know the the bible let us know to cast your cares upon me that's that's what god told us because his yoke is easy and his burdens are light and so we uh carry the burdens and the stress of life on our own, like we are a, super, a superhero and don't understand that we're still man. It's not, we were not created to carry all of this stuff. So what I started looking at was, like she said, find some positives to focus on instead of the negative. And one of the positives that I wanted to do was I understood that my assignment was not finished. 
And because my assignment was not finished, I was doing God a disservice by not casting my cares upon him, not trusting in the plan that he had for my life. I was lacking in my area of faith because faith and doubt cannot reside in the same place. Uh, I was not trusting the plan that God had for my life, and I was trying to do everything on my own, and it was not working. It was not working for me at all. So um, she put me on some medication uh, to start uh, to try to get my sugar regulated to get my um, jumpstart on my weight loss. And the rest was up to me. And based on having to do the medication, I was not prepared and nor am I ready to shoot myself in the stomach every every Friday because I can't wrap my head around the fact that food does not control me. I control food because I have to get up and go to these places where the food is being stored. And then I have to be the one to open my mouth to insert the food, trying to block the stress and trying to replace it with what uh, I is not a healthy um, regimen for me to do, in other words. So what I needed to do was think about my self-care. I had to think about the things that I can control and I had to think about the fact that do I want to be here in the long run to complete the assignment that God has has placed over my life? Do I want to see my kids grow up? Do I want to see my kids have a family? Do I want to raise uh, see them raise their, their children? Do I want to spend time with my grandson? Do I want to enjoy my 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 years coming up uh, that I have left in working before I retire and then after I retire what level of life do I want to lead do I want to be all broken down so I can't enjoy retirement that I can't travel that I can't uh, pursue my dreams and start the second phase of my life that I am still young I'm still in my youth and I still got a lot of life to live and I have more years behind me than I do ahead of me. So now my self-care has to be my priority and in my self-care being a priority, I have to say no and set boundaries for myself, not just for other people, but I have to be able to look at myself in the mirror and say, look, you are worth more than what you're putting yourself through. And it's okay if you cry. It's okay if you have a breakdown moment. It's okay if you shut the phone off. It's okay if you don't have to do a post. It's okay if you don't have to make yourself available for everybody because you can't save everybody. That's not your job. That's not what I'm created to do. That's God's job is to save people. God's job is to um, be the source where people find strength because if you're not careful, people will make you a God. They will come to you with everything that they have. They won't seek God's face. They won't get in God's word. They won't trust the voice of of God speaking to them because they have replaced that with yours or they have replaced you with always being there for them. They'll never be able to pray for themselves. They will never be able to go through the process of... um, 
being put in the fiery furnace. They will never be in a place where God can uh, purify them and sanctify them because they have skipped over some of the steps that are necessary. So it's necessary for you to lay on the operating table, let God cut you open, take out things that are not needed, replace the things that have hurt you in your past and let you know that you can be restored for your future. So you have to go through those, those processes. And I had to learn that for myself that you can't keep neglecting your problems. You can't keep pushing them down on the forefront. You can't keep putting it in the back and acting like everything okay because for a long period of time, I was not okay. I was not happy. I was not at peace. I was not resting. I was not sleeping. I just felt miserable. And I have bout with uh, um, depression and um, suicidal thoughts at one point in my life. And I know what that that feeling of darkness feels like. I know what that that period is in my life. And I refuse to go back there because the next time I go back there, I might not survive it. So instead of me getting comfortable in that place, I had to realize that, you know what? You got to do something different. You got to try a different result. And because I have been doing that, am I there yet? Nope. I'm still working. I'm still um, trying to fight the urge to to feed my stress. Uh, I'm still trying to fight the urge of embracing that dark spot in my life. Um, I'm trying to deal with the wrestling of the voices in my own head that I talk to myself about. And um, I'm also learning how to filter out healthy um, proactive, um, spiritually backed voices, because everybody that talks to you about your experience or everybody that talks to you about what it is that you have to do in the decision-making process are not uh, do not have your best interests at heart, nor do they know how to speak to your situation. They will kill it more than they will revive it. And so you have to learn how to to interact and talk with people who have resurrection spirits that they know how to let you know that, no, that thing was dormant, but it's not dead. So they know how to uh, uh, rejuvenate you. They know how to revive you. They know how to encourage you and strengthen you. So you have to connect yourself with people like that. You have to get rid of all negative thoughts because you don't have time for it. You don't have time for negative energy because that energy, like I says, it gets into your muscle memory. It gets into uh, causing you all kinds of back spasms, uh, headaches. I would get headaches to the point that I would feel knots literally growing in the back of my head and I could feel that pain all over my body, all in my limbs, all in every part of my joints. And I'm saying to myself, girl, you're killing yourself and you're killing yourself a slow death. And so I couldn't do that anymore. So I had to make up in my mind that self-care has one has to be a number one priority in my life. Uh, Number two, I had to take care of my mental state. I could not embrace the dark places. I had to learn how to shed light of encouragement for myself. I had to learn how to not be so emotionally bankrupt that I had to learn how to deposit into my own self. I had to strengthen my spirit, man, because the thing that you feed the most is the thing that grows the most. So if you're not 
feeding your spiritual man, if you don't believe in the word, written word of God, if you don't believe in hearing the voice of God, then you have to find a source or a device that can help you to learn how to strengthen your spirit man. And strengthening your spirit man, you also have to learn how to line up things in your natural life that will help you. And so I had to put my priorities in in, in focus that I want to see my kids graduate from college and high school. I want to see them be successful and, and, and get on their own two feet. I want to see them be homeowners, business, business owners. I want them to be strong men of God. I want them to be men of purpose and destiny. I want them to be good fathers. I want them to be good husbands. So in order to see all that, I have to be around for all that. So I had to learn how to start eating healthy. I had to learn how to really start getting me a routine where I'm clearing my plate off of all the stress and the heaviness. I had to learn how to find out what makes me happy, what makes me at peace, what gives me rest, what makes me feel joy. And right now, it's my family. And that's the most important thing to me. And in order for them to be happy, I have to be happy because if I'm not happy, that'll trickle over. Like I said, if you don't deal with your root, they'll deal with your symptoms. And my family will deal with the symptoms and the stress of me disengaging and being disconnected that I'm not there for them emotionally, spiritually, or um, physically that I have checked myself out because I've done that years ago, checking out of life, checking out because things were so overwhelming to me that I couldn't function. I couldn't think that I would be disconnected from my children. I'd be disconnected from my relationship, my my job and everything else. And and when those things come upon me, I have to be able to recognize the flags and the signs. Just like um, with Onyx barking earlier, somebody was passing by the door and I might not have heard it with my natural ears, but she heard it with her canine ears. And so she was alerting me ahead of time to let me know, look, something's passing by, something's coming by. So our body does the same thing. It gives us flags and it says, look, you got to pay attention. Something's not right. This right here is a stressor. This right here is a depressor. This right here will suck the life out of you. This will take out the joy. This will take out your love. This will uh, give you a negative vibe. This will be something that will soak into your muscle memory. So you don't want to go and deal with this. So I want to come up here, like I said, and talk briefly about self-care. Self-care is important. You need to learn how to motivate yourself. You have to learn how to uplift yourself. You have to learn how to see life like they, like the saying is through rose glasses. You can't see everything half full. You can't see everything is not being possible. I, I talk to my son all the time about being positive in his language, being positive in his thinking, not to think the worst. And he's a thinker. And because he's a thinker, he's thinking long term and not dealing with the now. And so sometimes we have to deal with the now. Sometimes we have to think about the future. We have to have balance. And because we have to have balance, then we have to know that, you know, God is our source. He is our strength. He is our refuge. He is our place of peace. He is our place of of everything that we need. And so that was one of the things I had to learn that, yes, my person, my dad may not be here, but he still is here spiritually. He's still here in the things that he's taught me. He's still here when he's 
taught me that, you know, neology is the best thing. Neology is being able to get down and pray, being able to talk to God, being able to listen for a response from God. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way language uh, communication. You hear and then you speak. One is quiet while the other one is talking. After that person is talking, then that person is listening. They are receiving. They are processing. And they are able to reciprocate back what it is that was spoken to them. So that is a process of healthy communication. So I had to learn how to have healthy communication within myself. And because um, I had to sometimes talk to myself when, like I said, the darkness want to come, then I'd be like, mm-mm. You can't give over to that. Mm -mm. There's no room for that. There's no time for that. There's no place for that. And I also had to give myself permission to be vulnerable, permission to cry, permission to feel uh, the pain and the hurt and and give myself permission to receive the healing part of it. And uh, all of those things put together will be a perfect combination, a perfect solution on how to implement self-care into your everyday lifestyle, into your everyday way of thinking. And and so this way, you don't have to worry about the symptoms showing up in your health, your symptoms showing up in your relationships, um, on your job or wherever else where people are being penalized for things that they did not commit and things that, that they had no idea or no inclination that you were going through or what you were doing. So I um, thank my friends for being patient with me because sometimes I get called to the carpet and be like, oh, your energy is so negative. What is going on? And I'm praying for you and you got to go pray for yourself because it gets like that sometimes because we're not perfect. And then when you recognize it for yourself, that's the aha moment when you be like, you know what? You got to get yourself together because this right here is consuming you. This right here is taking over. And um, I thank God for the flags. I thank God for um, the wisdom and the knowledge of understanding that there's a problem. And the first admission and the first Uh, road to recovery is admission and you have to self-admit when you have a problem and then you have to be open to the solutions that will be offered to you to solve the problems. And so one of the solutions, well, you got to get this weight off. You got to get these stresses off. You got to get, uh, uh, find yourself a place of peace and rest. You have to sleep more. You have to eat healthier. You have to do all these things, the combination of things to help with you uh, working on self-care. So like I said, I wanted to talk about self-care and the importance of it is very important uh, to love yourself. It's important to hear yourself. It's important to um, acknowledge your pain, acknowledge uh, your strengths, uh, work on your weaknesses, work on self-building, what um, work on being open-minded um, to other solutions and other suggestions on how you can problem-solve. Um, so you either way you're gonna deal with it in your body or you're gonna deal with it in your medical expenses, but cut the 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 corners, cut the loss and go ahead and deal with it head on. So you won't have to prolong these problems later on and it won't cost you a bigger price than what you're willing to to, to pay. So um, self-care, make that a priority, put that first on your list. 
Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Hopefully, um, we'll be able to get on and do some more because, like I said, I'm trying to do better because when you know better, you do better. And I know that the voice is important and the things that you have to say are important to other people in this world. So it's not about you. It's not about yourself. It's about how you could be a help to others and helping others help yourself. So because the word starts with you first, if you can't apply what you're talking about, if you can't walk in what you're talking about, you cannot uh, expect other people to receive it. You can't expect other people to change from it if you don't change from it for yourself. So that is one of the things I'm pushing up on my list of things to do for myself is to make self-care one of my number one uh, priorities, which is me. I have to make myself a priority. I have to put myself first. I have to think about, you know, how everything is going to affect me and and infecting me would not infect others, but affect others. It, it, you know, is is you're either going to be contagious or you're going to be infectious or you're going to be a help mate to somebody or you're going to be a source of strength for somebody. The choice is up to you. So enjoy the rest of your evening and I hope you get something out of the podcast. All right. Smooches.